0: open on a skyscraper's digital clock shining out over a city before panning up to a rooftop balcony where we see three waitstaff dressed in white button downs and black ties having a smoke on their break they look tired but overall confused they talk about how it was an easy night but can't help but feel like their muscles are ready to give out they try to rationalize it it must be social pressure it must be the hours. It's just late. The door to the balcony opens behind them and no one comes out. White staff turn and wave to someone before the camera moves back down at the clock. And the clock fasts forward only 15 minutes as we hear them just talking. Until the camera returns to the balcony, where three people in white button-downs and black ties sit, their skin grayed and sunken to their face. They slump against the balcony wall until sunrise comes. And they finally turn to dust. Hello everyone, and welcome to Good Neighbors. The actual play podcast of Monster of the Week written by the spectacular Mike Sands. And that's the end of that. How's everyone doing
1: tonight? Uh, I guess pretty good. Uh, I know we're in audio medium, but, uh, when you said hello everyone, I actively waved at the camera, so, uh, that's where my mind's at right now.
2: Pretty good.
3: Lee, I've never been better. We're having a great Where They May May.
2: Ready to get some vampos, perhaps? We shall see.
0: We shall see. Is there anything anyone needs to plug or anything like that before we get
3: into it? Did you know that we have a Patreon? Patreon slash WTM radio. You can support our podcast by giving us money. Did you know? And there's cool shit for you there. It's like an OnlyFans, but less nudity.
2: But but not less sexual.
3: Yeah. The the back the backdoor hodak content you can get on the Patreon is just as sexual. It's basically an only that. Don't
0: commit me to this.
3: <laughs> Lee All has right. Lee has hours of <laughs> ASMR hodag content for you on the Patreon.
0: It's just me going, mm, Yes. Over and that over.
3: That
2: would do numbers. <laughs> uh,
3: Describe trouble. the Hodag's tongue, Lee. Describe the Hodag's big tongue again for the Patreon.
1: It eats stuff. Also, if you get the chance, listen to Ending Pending. It's a good podcast. Good. I hear they have
3: some cool guests Tell coming it. up soon. Da, 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 da.
0: We open again. A single day after the grove has disbanded. One day since Quincy abandoned you to join with the Lord of the Fae. Everyone has tried to give you your space. But can you tell me what happens over the next couple days? What what do you talk about? Do you avoid the subject altogether? What does this look
1: like? I think Lucas puts in a pair of headphones, like earbuds, puts on some music and does not take them out for, like, a 24-hour period. At one point, he just walks off to to Quincy's old vehicle and starts searching it. He's looking for fingernails, pieces of hair. He starts taking the seats of the vehicle and cutting them up and making individual, like, one-inch-by-one-inch squares and separating them and putting them into containers. He's taking dirt from the vehicle, whatever pieces he can get. And eventually, uh, he heads back to... uh, to the van, and he sets up his computer, and I would like to... Use a move that I've had from the beginning and completely forgotten to use since I got it. Sounds good. It's called Sympathetic Token. As long as you carry a personal object belonging to someone, such as a lock of hair, a full set of uh, toenails, or, you know, a piece of their car or something, you get a plus one ongoing to use magic against them. You can also use magic against them at a distance. Mm -hmm.
0: I like that. Can I proffer a very specific option instead of just pieces of their car? Mm Mm-hmm. Quincy kept memoirs in a series of cassette tapes that that their car is full of. And I think if you want to use their, like, not part of their body, but clearly part of their mind is locked away in these cassette tapes, I think that would make a fine sympathetic token.
1: So Lucas takes the first of these uh, cassette tapes and he has a adapter that hooks up to his PC so that he can listen to uh, old cassettes or even I'd, uh, you can get adapters for old radio yeah. players. To, and he, he plugs this uh, he plugs this into his PC and while he's listening to this memoir, uh, he starts casting a spell. And that's going to be a 13 for use magic. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the uh, memoir finishes playing, he opens the cassette uh, player and will say that first cassette uh, doesn't specifically say that if I succeed uh, something, uh, the uh, token is destroyed. But I think it's cool if that first cassette turns into just like smoke from being used up from the magic. Yeah. And somewhere, wherever Quincy is, uh, they are locked out of the bathroom right now. <laughs> they are My... barred from. They are barred from a specific place. <laughs> so for twenty minutes, they're just banging on a door trying to get in.
0: Yeah, I, I love petty shit like that. Uh, you don't know to what extent. Like, this is going to give you some power to reach every now and again. But bare minimum, it helps you to know that you could inconvenience them. That is all I'm doing with this. (laughs) You are their poltergeist for just a
1: little while. (laughs) Like, maybe down the line I'll actually do something serious when we get to that plot. Yeah, yeah. But for now, assume every day or two, Lucas will just hit, like, this depressive slump. And to make himself feel better he will pull some sort of prank on Quincy from across the plains.
0: I love it. That's great.
1: And after that, Lucas takes off their headphones and suddenly he's back to his old self. Like, that just fixed it.
3: Men will literally do anything to avoid going to therapy. (laughs) That also counts, uh, I think, for Quincy. (laughs)
0: how about you two
2: i can't you know uh uh, tell anyone like how their their character would feel uh, but i i personally think that the way that uh, whistler deals with it it, is very annoying in that they're not treating it with an appropriate amount of gravity I feel like there's, like, once or twice, they've described it as, like, a juicy twist. Like, they're looking at it like a narrative and not something real that is, like, personally affected people. Mm -hmm. Um, They are a little, like, disconnected, I think. Or at least are putting on that air and that is not uh, probably, like, helping to facilitate other people's grief at the very least. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I do think the tape recorder thing is funny as shit, though. I mean, because it objectively is. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Dale? I think Dale takes a while, and he goes and, I think, probably fishes on that lake that you mentioned at the beginning of the grove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he takes a lot of solace in, like, solitude and wilderness for the first day or so. Um, But I think after a little while, he comes back and tries to find somewhere with cell phone signal. And I think for the rest of the time, we see him filling in the grave watch on details that he had previously redacted to protect Quincy. Um, That now he's like, you know what? All right, I'm not going to bend over backwards to try to Omit this stuff, and I think he's gonna just like come clean about all the stuff he's been kind of omitting. I think he still, if possible, omits uh, Whistler, but I think the things that he's kind of like brushed under the rug about Quincy, he comes clean about.
1: Okay,
0: I like that. We move forward a few weeks a few weeks to heal from your wounds a few weeks with one last seat at the table Lucas and Whistler Dolly texts you all the time at least five times a day she checks in she apologizes she tells you she loves you she says she's sorry about Quincy at any hour of the day it's been radio silence from the Grave Watch after a long string of contact you haven't received a mission or even a check-in in some time and you can feel that old loneliness set in before I move us forward one more time is there anything anyone feels like they need to do
2: I think that when Dolly is messaging Whistler, they are just texting Dale's phone. Uh, But uh, I do think at a certain point, you know, after like several instances of being like, it's okay, I understand, you know, it was a difficult situation. uh, They get to a point, maybe like two o'clock in the morning when, when Dolly's hitting them up to just be like, you're asking me... For a forgiveness that you need to give yourself. And then I think they like mute Dolly for a little while. Because <laughs> I think it kind of goes from being endearing to annoying.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it is plainly, plainly evident that Dolly is not doing great at the trying to be alone and trying to be cool with being by herself. Uh, she, yes. she gives into the impulse to reach out to everyone immediately.
1: Uh, Lucas being 19 years old and not fully understanding boundaries uh, definitely tries to fix the situation and constantly answers at the drop of a hat and 1000% burns out their own well-being, trying to focus on somebody else when they have problems going on. I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, I think... Um, eventually, I think eventually, um, you get a text from, uh, uh, Henry, her cohort who, uh, no, I'm sorry. What am I saying? You get a text from Winnie, uh, (laughs) her other cohort, your ex-wife.
2: I don't think Henry ever wants to talk to any of us ever again. (laughs)
0: That's not true. Henry does like (laughs) Lucas. Um, Oh, that's
2: true. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, uh, Winnie texts you. Uh, and I think does pepper in a hun every now and again to see, like, are we still off? Uh, uh, to say, like, hey, it, you know, if she's texting you all the time, it, you know, we'll ask, is Dolly texting you really, really often? Because she's texting Winnie all the time.
1: I respond with a yes. She,
0: she says she doesn't know for certain, um, but Dolly is the one that got her to not use like constant forms of communication and she mentions that she thinks that's maybe kind of healthy for her. Um, and just wants to check in to make sure she's not harassing you.
1: I mean, I'm trying to help her. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it, it. It's, do you think it would be better if I just gave Dolly space?
0: Response. You know, I'm not a therapist. Um, but I, I don't think that this is also very good. I don't know. Uh, maybe you should, if you, if you know a therapist, that'd be great. Um, and also just want to, uh, mention, uh, uh, Winnie is a, uh, makes a ton of typos. Like when she hits a button on her phone, a bunch of letters also yeah. get hit. Yeah. Uh, so you, and she doesn't try to correct them. She's given up on that at this point.
2: She is who's
0: Yeah. Sort of all the letters in a U shape. <laughs> but you get the idea
2: um
1: and as far as the hun stuff listen some wires got really crossed uh i think where you come from and where i come from have very different uh dating practices However, I think you're very nice, and, like, if you want to take things slowly, maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle on our different practices, but I I can't do, like, a wedding because I gave you back your jacket. If you want to get to know me, I am A-okay with that. And then I am—before I send it, I immediately run over to Whistler, try to get Whistler into my phone. Is this cool? Is this what I should be writing? Oh,
2: oh no! <laughs> they start making all of these like edits, uh, and I think that they make your message uh, way too fanciful uh, and and almost like clumsily eloquent. You know, uh, yeah. like the type of person that is just sort of looking everything through a thesaurus and i wouldn't i I imagine that winnie can immediately tell that something is up but uh they definitely have like decreased the quality of your message after after reading it lucas just looks at it dale
1: can you look at something
2: yeah there you (laughs) go (laughs) bud
1: yeah yeah buddy come on over what's what's it got there so here's my original, and I bring it up on the computer. Here's what Whistler rewrote. I'm not, not like, sure what I scrolling, should... Scrolling,
2: scrolling, yeah. scrolling. It's and way I, longer.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what I should send Winnie. Well, I don't... I mean...
4: I don't want to rush into th- I just feel like y'all are a really good pair. I love to see a cute couple, you know? I, just, I feel like... <laughs> go for it, you know? Chances are fleeting. Life is short. A horse girl wants you? You know... Oh,
1: <sighs> Alright, you two are terrible at giving advice. Quick! Wow. Oh. Yeah, I'll just go with my original message.
2: That's fair. I haven't really uh, dated it over a century,
1: <laughs> Lucas. Yeah, normally I'd get advice on this sort of shit from... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Right.
4: You could ask her if she prefers English, Western, or bareback.
1: I've been on the internet a lot. That could mean a few different things. I'm just going to go with my original message.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if you're one of the more naive people I've ever met or the funniest man alive. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> you're like pendulum you send your message and you get uh, a winky face and a, a kissy winky face. And she's like, and in the next, I've discovered emojis. And then it ends there. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, we cut forward just a little while longer. Again, without any sort of big communication or a plan. And it's while drifting Waiting for contacts or uh, a sign of trouble. You just happen to pass through Atlanta, Georgia, where something miraculous happens. One of the unifying features of every monster is that they know when they have entered another monster's territory. No human has ever learned how territory is claimed. Whistler, when you get on to exit 250 into Atlanta, Georgia, it hits you like a wave. Like an EMP just went off or you drove through a thick layer of liquid soap. You know it instantly. You don't know why you know it, but you do. Whistler, you are in your territory.
2: I think that the second Whistler feels that they like like they immediately go into this like sharp U-turn uh and kind of like rest on like the shoulder of the highway. Um
0: Yeah. You 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 sit there and it that feeling doesn't go away.
2: When I feel my territory, like But does it evoke fear inherently or it's just flick?
0: When you enter others, it does. When you are in your own, you couldn't feel safer because you know no one's intruding as far as it's supposed to feel.
2: Right.
0: But you look out on this cityscape where it's a bit of an odd city where a lot of it is pretty flat and then clustered in the center of these skyscrapers. And these like, there's like a Ferris wheel, I believe, in there. It's in this like string of lights. I think it's uh, uh, just after the sun has gone down. So it's still a little blue outside. And these lights scatter across and you can feel it, almost like the lights speak to you. As if to say, welcome home.
2: sorry, Sorry about that. Uh... I Just, you had a weird feeling. Uh, um, we should, we should be uh, alert here.
4: I thought you said you didn't feel anything.
2: <laughs> I, I, not that kind of feeling. Not like a physical feeling. Just a sort of, I. This place feels really familiar, but.
4: Do you I know haven't... where your body is? Out of curiosity. I don't mean to pry if that's personal, but
2: I I vaguely remember the gravesite where I woke up and yes this I must remember this from when I was alive though it wouldn't have looked quite anything like it does now. Weird deja vu. Uh let's get back to business. And I think they pull
0: back into their lane. As you uh, pull in, you are cut off. You have to pull back out into the shoulder for a brief moment as your mirror is nearly clipped by a cannon. And you see this uh, egregious, gaudy monster of an RV uh, that has cannons on its side which looked like they should be able to fold up first for driver safety and have since fallen down uh and it's decorated like a pirate ship and i don't know if you guys remember this or not but maybe you do as the the pizza van that you ate at when you went to phantom con like 3 years ago back when you all first met just nearly runs you right off the road and starts barrel and is barreling down into Georgia. And we cut away from you guys very, very briefly. As we see inside a uh, kind of schlubby, a little bit older, but not a lot, lot wiser, uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry the uh retail person who ran the, uh, the the cashier and made the pizza on the on the pizza truck when you all met uh and they're driving way too fast uh and uh are making people elsewhere on the road very very nervous as they shout back how much of an emergency is this and uh real quick if you want to describe yourself one more time Danny Morris, what do you look like in the van?
3: Uh, So Danny is bald. Uh, he, they in their like late 40s, kind of uh, middle height, like five, six, five, five ish, uh, maybe on the shorter end of that, um, a, a little uh, stocky, but like they they keep it tight
0: pretty cool. We see you standing next to one of the pizza ovens that is open and there's a uh, a wood fire inside where we see this sort of incandescent face. Does Danny have a title?
3: Um maybe maybe farmer? I love that. Because they're a tender of the field. Yes.
0: We see this uh, in the fire, this flicker of some uh, bearded, bespectacled face uh, within the pizza oven. Uh, say. <clears throat> <coughs> Farmer, are you approaching now?
3: Yeah, dude, we're like rolling on in.
0: Excellent. We've seen flickers in the fire, poison in the soil. Farmer Morris, there is a creature walking these streets. It's time to return to duty. It's time for the harvest.
3: Rock and roll, Kimo We're on it. Hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, remember, when all feels at its darkest, we need only look to the sky for its lights. <sighs> and in a puff of smoke, the fire goes out and the pizza oven door shuts, and I've decided that's how the tenders of the field communicate.
3: Damn, that was like so inspirational. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> we got we gotta get there. Brah.
0: Perfect. Uh Jerry goes,
3: "Step it on, it boss."
0: <coughs> and they drive uh full speed into the city and are like forcing cars to move to the side as we uh pan up onto these uh city skyscrapers. Real quick. Uh whistler. Mhm. As you feel this uh, sort of familiar sensation, does it inspire you to run? Does it jog any memories?
2: I think that it definitely instills fear and this feeling of, like, disappointment. And, uh, I think that, like, they don't really interact with the world very thoroughly. Uh, but they could swear that they almost, like, have this phantom scent of what we know the factory used to smell like. But there is something, like, overpowering about Savannah and about this place
0: yeah because uh, we recall that you you died in Savannah, uh, not uh, Atlanta as they're right,
2: right moderately
0: far from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this to be your territory is not would, would like it definitely means it's not where you were buried that something else has happened
2: I, I without totally knowing what you have planned I, I, I posit that maybe it makes them feel like also powerful. Now. yeah,
0: absolutely. It's, like a,
2: it's yeah, but like it's like a
0: dragon's lair.
2: It's probably a very confusing feeling of of maybe in that moment more than ever rem- remembering that they are not just like some sort of quirky phantom, but like a monster. and mm-hmm. that they are powerful and but they are also very afraid of themselves. I guess
0: that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. As you drive by many uh, shops and cars and, and see that smoke and see those lights, it almost feels like it's trying to talk to you. As if it's trying to reconnect nerves from a transplanted limb.
2: I think for someone who has spent the last like hundred years or so desperately trying to throw themselves into characters and plots and stories uh, this like otherworldly feeling of like forced introspection is, is very terrifying like some ghosts would rather be a method actor than go to therapy uh, it's probably very difficult <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to me we cut again to uh, uh, Jerry, who is texting and driving. Not texting. They're scrolling the internet while driving. Uh, as they say, um, uh, oh, uh, boss, I think I found it. Uh, Radical.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh,
0: it, it looks like um, there was a, an accident over at the Roche building. Uh, it's uh, And they point at this brilliant skyscraper uh no it's not the tallest not necessarily i think there are a couple buildings that are at least you know as tall if not a little bit taller where we see this digital clock where a series of giant effectively pixels or, or, or bits say the time and will occasionally say things like uh you know little advertisements for different businesses and then it says um uh, welcome back, P.T. And then it clicks all the time.
3: Like the circus guy.
0: It could be, boss. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's uh, a different kind
3: of circus, but yeah. I feel like maybe I should use Dark Pass? No. That's okay. The no, uh, <laughs> fuck. Sorry, new character. Um... The, the woman or man with the plan. I feel like we're at the beginning of the mystery.
0: Oh, yeah. If anyone has any specific moves like that, let's do that now.
3: Okay. First roll as Danny Morris is going to be an 11.
0: Good sign. Good omen. Uh, can you tell me what man with the plan uh, or does?
3: Yeah. At the beginning of each mystery, roll sharp on a 10 plus hold 2. Uh, spend the hold to be where you need to be, prepared and ready. Mm-hmm. On a miss, the keeper holds one, and they can put you in the worst place, unprepared and unready.
0: Okay, yeah, hold on to those holds, and at and a, and a moment that feels like it's, uh, potent, go ahead and, and let me know you're doing that. Yep. Anyone else?
2: Uh, I rolled for connect the dots, but I failed.
0: Would you like to use a luck or anything?
2: Um, you know, uh... Hmm.
0: It's it's a once-per-mystery move.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, you can also get help, depending he on your... Are we
4: allowed to help on that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, if you talk about it. It's it's just, you know, uh, a mental game here. What did like, you get?
2: I got a five. So, you know, I'm actually... Okay. I'm also okay to take the L. Because I'll level up.
4: Up to you. I would help if you ask.
2: Well, I'll fail. Fair enough. Let me... Okay. Yeah. Just can't piece in it. I think, like, they're computing, <laughs> trying to, like.
0: Yeah, you're too caught off guard. Remember. This is a, a totally alien, but new, you know, and new situation, despite its familiarity. As you are passing through the main city streets, uh, the three of you, I think Lucas sees it first. There are advertisements and and TV screens and windows and uh, in waiting rooms and and all sorts of things. Uh, And as you're passing them, uh, very often they seem to flicker as you go by. Uh, Like they're like old-timey TVs. Instead of just like turning off, it's where they kind of, it almost looks like they close. Like the white light moves from the outside to the inside and sparks out. Ha. Uh, when that happens uh, Lucas you get a call
1: from an Ah. unknown number hello
0: buddy (laughs) looks like you're back in town good to see ya
1: Long time no talk.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's only been a couple of months. How's the program?
1: Well, I found some uh problems with it, but I'm gonna see if I can fix those. Good on ya. I
0: respect the pluck you got, kid. I uh I just wanted to invite you to a little soirée putting together
1: whereabouts
0: well it's called in my place but uh look up and if you from the van look at that pixel digital clock on the skyscraper it says the words look up
1: I do so there put on your
0: best kid do you need any extra cash for, uh, a tire?
1: Top of the skyscraper? Yeah. Oh. I'd love to have you along. Uh, do I get any plus ones?
0: Mm. Convince
1: me. Ah. Uh. I mean, you seem interested in the supernatural and stuff, and I, I've got friends in the uh, supernatural business who I'm sure would be very interesting. Uh, possibly investors, even. Really? Oh, yeah. <sighs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing that's a uh, manipulator person? That's the one. Uh, that is an
0: eight. Can you send me a picture of them? I'm telling you what you need to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me put you on hold for a second.
0: You have ten seconds.
1: Hey, Deb, uh Interested in meeting with some of my shady people and possibly being a uh, representative of Grave Watch there?
4: Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll back you up, but do you think maybe it would be better if I was more of a in-the-shadows, element-surprise type thing?
1: Uh, this is more me uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. Yes or no now? Uh... Nah,
4: I feel like I need approval for that.
1: Alright. Never mind, they're not interested.
0: <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? Okay. Then I'll see you there.
1: Alone. Uh, Alright, that's gonna be weird. It's tomorrow night. Alright, I'll, I'll be there.
0: Beautiful. The, the, there's a, like a wacky jingle that plays right when they exit out of the phone call. And it closes.
3: I feel like you just made Ronnie make a wacky jingle. You have the power. You just speak Lee and, and <laughs> Ronnie scurries and create something beautiful.
0: I do love that about Ronnie. Sometimes it's like, here's a wacky sound that happens. And it's like, oh, man, I'll
1: get a little song out of it. <laughs> I would like... I'm guessing if they're calling me from an unknown number, they're probably using a web dialer. I would like to try to figure out the IP address of where I was called from. Okay. Admittedly,
0: Lee doesn't know what that means. Uh,
2: well, computer what computer Sure. they use to call? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Computer or hard. mobile device, it would uh, help me... It wouldn't give me their exact location, most likely, but it would help me narrow down where sure. it's being called that from. Sure, seems fine. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be uh, plus sharp. Uh, yeah. Also an eight. Uh, what am I specifically rolling? Is that... Uh... Investigate a mystery. Okay, investigate a mystery. Yeah. Easy... Enough. Uh why isn't a uh, reference sheet? Uh, where did it go? <laughs> sure. I guess is the closest we could get. Uh yeah.
0: Um it takes you a minute because the th- the call bounces all over the world. They do that thing where they reroute uh, calls in the internet through uh, like secondary like servers and such across the world, um, but you can you can track that because I think it's a thing you're probably familiar with. As people yeah. who use the dark web do that, uh, and it clicks straight. Whoever's calling you is in that building.
1: Ah, neat! They're using whatever VPN agrees to sponsor our podcast in the future. Okay. <laughs> So, Lucas, uh,
4: who the, who, what?
1: Oh, uh, I have to go to a soiree tomorrow. Uh, and it's for... an, at that
0: moment that you say that, that you were rear-ended. God, oh, God, damn it! And you see ah. in the rear view mirror that same huge ass pirate ship of a of pizza truck.
1: Ah, shit, they're here for revenge since I ate, since I finished their challenge last time.
0: And running outside of it, uh, as obviously they've stopped now, uh, is that, uh, uh, you know, beanie-wearing, kind of gangly person. She's like, oh, oh, geez, I'm so
1: sorry. Uh, is everyone okay? Is everyone okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, my spine. My spine is damaged, and I have whiplash. Oh, man, no one will insure us. I wonder why. Oh, so, like, <laughs> I won't get a penny in court. In that case, I'm fine.
0: I've only just met you but I've learned every single thing I need to know about you
4: <laughs> hey don't don't you see the thing it's alright no no it's no big deal that's alright we we got great insurance over over here this thing is insured to heck and back if I need to
2: how bad okay. is the, the car
0: uh, it's not great uh, I think this is like bare minimum like I mean because cars is expensive like a couple thousand dollars worth of damage you're an armored car so like it's a mixed bag of it didn't get that deep there's no I'm not placing any big tags on your car it's just like a you know yeah. you know this mm-hmm. uh, and same thing to, to the the to front of the queen anchovy's revenge uh, thank you for using her Christian name <laughs> of course uh, to which uh, Jerry says uh, I, I can't uh, um, I don't have a lot of money But I can't, I can make you guys a pizza. Do you want a pizza?
1: Oh, hell yeah. I will finish your challenge a second time if I have to.
0: You see a very swift, uh, like, pocket wallet flip out a bunch of photos real quick. They scan down and they find your face uh, covered in in stromboli sauce and they go, (laughs) Destiny has brought us back together again. (laughs) Deeply weird person. Uh, opens the door to the RV and says, uh, "Sorry, boss. Um, I'm just gonna whip him up real quick. Uh, it's, it's a, a, you know, big old, big old pie here, and then we can get back on the road."
3: Dude, this is why I always tell you not to drive while listening to the Ghostbusters soundtrack. You get too into it, man. It's just such good vibes. It's the one song that guy knew. <sighs> all right look uh yeah we we'll up some pies i guess do, you, do i need to go talk to him did you smooth everything over i i told him we don't have any money
0: uh but we do got pizza so
3: bruh yeah we do got pizza we do got pizza
1: lucas leans on the counter so based on your vibes i i, I get you have pizza but, uh, based on your vibes, I'm wondering if you have, uh, some more... Oregano? Herbal! Ref- yeah, oregano!
3: Uh, I think Danny whips out, like, the freshest looking peach you've ever seen, and tosses it at you, and it says, welcome to Georgia, baby! Like, no one should ever say no to a fresh Georgia peach! That, you, that, no, no one knows what's gonna happen tomorrow! Like, just eat...
1: That's the best you can do is eat a peach No, no Herbal refreshment
3: Bruh <sighs> It's from the earth That is that is herbal it, I took it off a tree, man I'm asking
1: if you have marijuana
3: Oh, no, man I'm just high on life, baby this is, just, this is just the vibes of life Every day I'm high on Ska We'll never give up on Ska do you listen to Sky? Yeah. I got two yeah. albums for sale. Do you want to listen to
1: them? They're pretty good. I I, I think I got one of those for free for uh, finishing that challenge.
3: Oh red, right. Flint's treasure chest. Yeah, I remember you, man. You were so tiny back then. You're still so small.
1: <sighs> yeah. Hey Dale, you guys seem like you would get along great. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Go we'll have that zot ready for you in a minute. Working on it now, boss.
0: You see, uh, this Jerry seems like they maybe don't have a lot of skills except for pizza. Their uh, their toss game is so clean.
3: Mm, they're whipping up a steeds bonnet uh, pepper calzone, maybe or an enemy of all manchego.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's bon what man. it is. <laughs> Uh, Perfect. Yeah. And uh, in in moments, yeah, they have produced the za uh, for everyone. Uh, And they invite you. uh, You probably shouldn't be stopping on the side of the road in the middle of the city, but seem to be. as they're like yeah you want here uh uh and they plop down like they're gonna have jerry at the very least thinks he's gonna have some of the pizza with you
2: sure has the attitude of a weed guy yeah exactly yeah
0: it's like hey maybe if i stick around for a puff or two so jerry did, are you
1: carrying are you a cop do i look like a fucking cop
3: <laughs> i don't know
1: no <laughs> to be fair,
3: Kimo Sabe, you are driving around in that
0: armored car. And it hits you immediately that they clocked an armored car so fast. Other, Because on the outside, it's a security... Like, it looks like it might be a decent van, but that it's armored is a different story.
1: Know a thing or two about uh, armored cars? Uh, I mean, like...
3: Doesn't everyone kind of know about all sorts of cars and the universe and truth? And have you tried the black Sam Bellamy white pie? It is so good. So choice. Hit you just right.
0: Jerry pulls out a vape and rips sweet cotton.
1: I, I'm more interested in the uh in the scotch bonnet one.
0: Oh, it's
4: good. It's good. Y'all, y'all seemed in quite a rush to get somewhere.
3: Where are y'all off to? Uh, hold on. And, uh, Danny, like, takes out a notebook and repeats, I do not want to discuss my plans for today with you, officer. (laughs) Oh, shit.
4: Well, you did hit my car, so I figure a few questions are in order if I'm
3: not going to make you pay insurance, my friend. Uh Danny takes back out their notebook and says I do not wish to admit fault at this time without my lawyer present. And we're, closes the notebook and puts it back in the rocket again. Once again we're not cops.
0: I don't know what it is about this kid but I believe him. <sighs> <sighs> Rips more makes more sweet clouds.
3: Uh, Where were you headed in such a slow motion of matter, Uh, if I may be so bold, Mr. Dale?
4: Oh, well, seeing as I asked first, I figure I'm uh, second to answer.
3: Dude, have you ever seen that sweet show from the 90s called Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
4: Hell yeah. I got, like, VHSs
3: of that up the wazoo. Oh, nice. Uh, look. I'm a vampire hunter. Vampires <laughs> are real. They go around and they fucking, like, eat people. Like they're pizza. And it, is my sworn, it is my sworn duty to hunt and kill them all. You know, Pat-
4: I, I thought this tasted a little garlicky. I will say that.
1: Prove it right now.
2: Uh,
3: I think Danny like hits uh the one <laughs> cannon in like a weird way and uh like a storage container opens up and there's a fucking flamethrower and a bunch of wooden stakes and some like crucifixes and garlic and holy water and like a shotgun like just just there. And then they close uh. it back up again. Jerry oh. is so scared. My older cousin fought in Nam, brought back that fucking flamethrower. It's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty fucking sweet. They just uh, let you keep stuff when you leave the military. No one talks about it, but like you can just take whatever you want.
1: Don't think that's true, but okay. That has been my experience. I will say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was a conscientious objector, but my, my cousin went.
4: Because it was mighty eager to use that flamethrower, huh?